0: Welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co founders and hosts Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. This is Deborah, and boy, do I have a treat for you today. We have Cindy Stibbard with us, and uh, we are going to talk about, uh, this is so important. We are going to talk about the role a divorce coach plays in helping clients select the right professionals for their team. So before we get into our conversation today, let me tell you a little bit about Cindy, and you're going to be really impressed with this. Um, Cindy is the driven and compassionate entrepreneur and CEO behind Divorce Redefined. That's her Vancouver-based separation and divorce coaching practice. She knows that divorce can be messy, stressful, and particularly raw, and very few understand the process, know the options, or know how to effectively cope with and manage this major life transition after going through her own high conflict divorce she she's a mother of two and she became inspired to help others successfully navigate this div- this difficult time in their lives sorry i messed that up <laughs> y'all <laughs> will forgive me as a certified divorce coach a certified divorce specialist and a trained relationship discernment decision coach Cindy created her unique practice to help people on an international level impressive through every stage of their divorce. Oh, Cindy, we're so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me, Deborah. I'm happy to be here. Oh my goodness. That's such an impressive bio. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mouthful, but you know, I wanted to read it all. And I'm sorry I, I flubbed it up a little bit, but you know, we're just oh, live here. Yeah. Um It's just so impressive, all the training and the credentials you have and that you took your personal experience and turned it into a way to help, um, other clients have a better, have a better experience.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I think like for me, I kind of am all about like the certification and the training. Like I really feel going into this when I decided to become a divorce coach, It was bigger than just my experience of divorce because, you know, everyone has their own unique experience. Like my divorce experience is not someone else's divorce experience. And so just that there had me thinking, okay, how can I learn more to help other people? And to understand that there is so many different ways that people are experiencing divorce. And there's a world beyond just my own experience that I wanted to learn about. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I love... I loved learning. I love taking courses. I love having the letters behind my name. I love to be able to Have training in certain aspects because what I've realized too over the years that I've been doing this now is that everyone comes to you at a different place with a different need. And I'm really passionate about figuring out how I can meet them right where they are, you know, and connect them with the people that they need and be able to have some understanding with situations that they might be going through. That I probably, many, many things I haven't gone through myself. Divorce is only one. Of the things, right?
0: (laughs) One of the things, and you know, um, I have a saying, and it really um, it supports exactly what you're saying. Is many of us have had our own divorce experience, um, but that also puts a filter in front of us when we listen to somebody else's story, right? It puts a little bit of a bias on it, and so I have a saying that we want to coach from our scar, not from our wound meaning we want to do all our own work. And then when we put the training on top of that, it gives us the neutrality we need, right? To sit in the presence in the space with somebody else and help them figure out what they need. So um, you mentioned in your note to me that you think divorce coaches are the most underrated player in the divorce process on the team. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really do, but I think it's also because a lot of people just don't know the value of of a divorce coach or even what a divorce coach is. You know, we're sort of newer in this whole space. And so uh, like many other divorce coaches, I'm sure I spend a lot of time educating people on what it is that I do to clarify that role and then explaining to them the value of it. So Mm -hmm. the way that I see it like is... You know, as we're taught, we're kind of the quarterback of the process, or i am also describe it as almost like a divorce concierge, right? You're going through a process. You need to go to that one person who's going to say, okay, here's how it works. But there are different ways that it can work. So here are your options. And let's learn more about what your options are. Because I would say that, you know, 90% of people come to me and say, well, I need to figure out a lawyer, or should I go to mediation? And there's like, there's a million steps to go through before you even really need to, to, to do that. And there's a million steps to do before you even know if mediation is, is something that you need to go down that path. And as a divorce coach, I feel like this is the person who's going to be like the hub of the wheel. They're going to be that person who you can go back to with all those questions that you have during the process that your lawyer is going to also know sometimes, but they're going to charge you so much more for the same answer. And that's someone who can really see the whole big picture, you know, at least the way that, that I operate and work with my clients is I do a lot of the connecting with them. So we work on, okay, let's, let's put a game plan in place into what's going to work best for you. Who do you need to have on your team to make each piece really clear so that you can also use your lawyer's time really well and really effectively because they're a really critical part of the process they're not the only piece of this puzzle. So do right. we need to connect with some financial professionals to understand and uncover that piece? And if so, great, I'm gonna walk you through it. I'm gonna personally introduce you to my various connections that I have and really make sure that I choose the right referral partner for them. You know, I spent a lot of time as a divorce coach really making um, a huge referral partner network so that Mm -hmm. I have a whole bunch of people in my pocket to say, okay, you, I think would be great with this person. Let's have them on a call with us. Let's see if they're a good fit. Then from there, okay, what can we do next? If you're already working with a lawyer, great. How do we then keep this process rolling? And how do we also learn how to manage your expectations because every lawyer is different. Every process different. A lot of times they're left guessing. They're like, I haven't heard from my lawyer. So all right, how do we navigate and manage all of this? And then thinking about mediation or thinking about court. And a lot of times people just assume based on how the language is used that they're going to court or that that's the direction where they don't necessarily have to. You know, there's so much going on. And so as a divorce coach, I feel like this is the person who's going to explain it all to you, you know, and the way I also support my clients is I'm not on a, an hourly basis. So I have packages of, of almost time. And within that package, that t- package of time, they literally have me on a speed dial by a text Email whenever they want because divorce is all over the place. Like there are times when you're up at night and you have a question or you just got an email or a text from your ex and it's really triggered you and it's freaked you out that you want to go write a letter to your lawyer to say, A, B, and C, I can't do this. So that's when you go to your divorce coach and your divorce coach talks you off the ledge or lets mm-hmm. you like talk it out at least so that you can start to think a bit more clearly. And you know, the way I describe it too to my clients is this is such an intensely emotional experience that your brain is not working. So what you're doing is you are hiring my rational brain while Mm -hmm. yours isn't working.
0: While yours isn't
1: working. Right.
0: And what I love about um, you saying that it's kind of the quarterback, right? The quarterback doesn't work without the rest of the team. They need a Mm -hmm. defensive end. They need a kicker. They need I don't play football, so, you know, but I know they (laughs) they need these other players. And so that's exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about professionals. Now, sometimes we may not have a professional in the area where a particular client lives. So it's also true, I think, that a coach can help a client um, and chime in on this help a client identify what they want in a professional. Who are they looking for? What kind of services? What kind of personality? What kind of fee structure, right?
1: Yes. I think that's so important. And it's hard and overwhelming. I remember going through through it myself at the beginning. I would get a name of someone from someone, basically. Here's a mediator. Here's a this. Here's here's that. Give them a call. And I thought, oh my God, like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I was so terrified just to even make that first call. Whereas for me as a coach, I take that onus on myself with them. I'll say, okay, I'm going to reach out in your area and find a couple people, have a a call with them first. And then I bring them in and say, I found A, B, and C. Let's have calls. Let's see how you feel about this person. What are you looking for? Because that way they feel like they don't have to do all this Leg work Well, they mm-hmm. are still just trying to process what's going right. on, right? right? Where they'll be like, What is a CDFA? What is that? <laughs> you know, what is it this? I don't understand Well, of course not. You, uh, of course that's not. Something right. you wouldn't know. You so would know. I know what those people are. Why don't I go search in your area, bring them back mm-hmm. to you, and then we will start the process of your selection? It's up your to them selection. at the end of the day yeah. who they yeah. select.
0: Now, I take a little bit different approach in that. I help them identify the interview questions so that they can go interview their own professional. But that's just a little bit different approach. And I think they're both um, they're both, perfect, right? mm-hmm. they're both perfect, right? They're both perfect. the point is we want our clients to be empowered so that they know who they're getting, that they're a good fit. They understand who they're hiring and why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Who why do they need hard. on their team, right? Uh, Just because your attorney says you need a forensic accountant, do you? Do you feel like you do? Do you need the full $20,000 package or can you do the introductory Mm $5,000, right? Do you need the full analysis or just some? Um, So who are they hiring and why and what are they looking for? And do they need a CPA, a CDFA, a forensic accountant? Which do they need? So um, I love that.
1: Yeah. And knowing us as as divorce coaches, you know, we know the difference between each of them and it can help them make that best assessment because they often aren't going to necessarily know. And and having a team, it is overwhelming. You are Mm -hmm. spending money out of the gates. Divorce is going to be expensive, but it's just a matter of how expensive are you going to make this? And I know that a lot of people get overwhelmed, like, oh my God, how many people does it take? Well- Honestly, and I I also know this from personal experience, the more people I brought in to do certain pieces of my divorce, the less I spent in the long run because my lawyer didn't have to do it. I was ready with information every time I spoke to her. Mm -hmm. I said, "Okay, I've done A, B, and C. I have this analysis that I got done from a financial professional. I've now thought through a parenting plan a bit because I worked with someone on that, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was so much that you can also collaborate. And yes, like you said earlier, through the process that empowered me so much to know that I can learn and I can really be a leader in this process myself. I don't have to sit here and be a victim of my situation and let, it all happened to me. I get to, to choose. I get to call some of the shots. Right. And you get to be the decision maker, which Mm -hmm. is
0: that way, the decisions that you made during the divorce that you actually are the one that has to live with at the end of the process, you feel good about, right? Yeah. So talk to me about, you mentioned one of them, which is the cost, Mm -hmm. but what do you think is the value Like, what is the impact of having, making sure that, that a client has the right professionals on their team? What are, what's the, like, what's the trickle down effect of making sure they have the right people in the right seats on the bus?
1: Yeah. Well, you're, I think you're going to, you're going to end up with a better outcome in the end of the day. You're going to feel less overwhelmed emotionally of, we're not understanding pieces of the puzzle that you don't need to understand, but at least you've gotten it clear you go into negotiations in a far better position, even in your, if you're going to mediation, if you can show up with pieces already done, already worked through like the financial piece, Mm -hmm. like a good handle on a parenting plan and a parenting schedule, and you've worked through these big things, you know, you're not just showing up hoping that you want, you know, I want half of everything. Well, what does that look like to you? And is that really what you want? Mm -hmm. So you save so much time, you save money because you are going to hire these people to do certain things, but it isn't going to be on an ongoing basis. So yes, you do spend little chunks here and there, but you're going to get an immediate result and, and a piece of what you need for your process. And overall, that's going to just reduce the time that your divorce will take and reduce the cost because hopefully you're going to be able to settle this outside of court, which most people do, but it won't take as long to get there. You know, we all sit back and we rely on the lawyers. I haven't heard from my lawyer. I haven't heard from my lawyer. I don't know what's going on. Well, Mm -hmm. what can we do to move this process forward? Yeah, agreed.
0: Um, I think what you talked about was we're kind of coming into the process, whether it's mediation, um, maybe attorney-led negotiation, either way, when you have that data, The information and the knowledge, the proposal you're putting on the table or the counter proposal is more realistic. Mm -hmm. We set the expectations, right? So Mm -hmm. um, an example would be, this is pretty typical for a lot of clients. They, a female clients, they want to keep the home. That's where the kids are. I want to keep the home. Can you afford it? Can you qualify for financing? right? We've answered all those questions before she comes in
1: with that proposal. hundred percent. I'm working with a client right Right? now. And she's like in the middle of that and she wanted to keep the house. And so we worked with a a CDFA. We got her whole financial picture still. Mm -hmm. Can she afford it? She's like, well, I can afford it, but it doesn't leave me much left. I said, okay, well, let's look at what are your options? What could you do? Well, Mm -hmm. I always imagined I'd be in this house. Like and you very well could, but you need to make a decision. Is that something that you want to spend your money on? Or could you create something brand new? That's all yours that you can mm-hmm. start fresh. What is it that you really need? And mm-hmm. so now, you know, if we work through that piece, she is her house is on the market, they're going to sell it. She's found this great place that she's going to put a down payment on. She just felt like, mm-hmm. Oh, like now my life is not about you know, holding on to the past or that house that had a lot of symbolic nature in her marriage, I understand. Right. But now it's about honoring that chapter. But I get to move on and do something new and fresh that I feel comfortable affording. Right. Feel comfortable affording. Or yes, maybe I
0: can afford to keep the house, but by giving up all the retirement assets, do you understand what that looks like? And maybe that's different if you're 25 or 50. So if we work with a financial professional and they can do some future forecasting, do you understand what the impact of that decision is? hmm
1: Yeah. Or right. the impact when I see clients say, Well, I don't, I don't want child support or I'm not going to take spousal. And I'm like, I get how you want to take the high road here and you don't want to cause problems. I so mm-hmm. totally see that. I respect it. Right. But we're looking at your future. We're looking mm-hmm. at your kids' future. Like, is right. this a wise business decision? Would you walk away from a business that you that you helped build and say, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't need any of those profits.
0: I'm good. Right. So <laughs> that's where a financial professional can run some analyses and show, not just the current. Short-term cash flow, but a net worth over time, yeah, and show the impact of those different decisions. Do you understand? His net worth looks like this, going straight up, you know, Mm -hmm. increasing ten percent a year or fifteen percent a year, and you are going to deplete your assets by the time you're sixty-five. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes a big difference. I'm talking with my CDFA hat on now, but that's what having that data, having the right people in, can help them make the right decisions,
1: right? Yeah, It's so critical. And a lot of times those disempowered spouses as women feel so much more Mm -hmm. empowered when they have that, that person on their team, because that's when things become clear because at at the beginning of the day, we can't negotiate if, unless we have everything black and white on the table. Otherwise, what are we talking about here? You know? Right. And I think you made a good point earlier too, is
0: when we have the data and we can shorten up that negotiation time get to settlement more quickly doesn't that flow down to maybe a better co-parenting situation less conflict right not as much and and that's the goal too is to come out of this if you've got children really being able to be good business partners in raising your children together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not blowing not blowing that up
1: Totally. And your coach yeah. can really keep you aligned with that vision that you create at the very beginning. You know, I yeah. remember, are we back on the vision? What's our outcome here? What is the five-year, yeah. 10-year yeah. plan? Because that's what yeah. you really want to do. Look Absolutely. And work right. backwards.
0: Yeah. So uh, let me, um, let me close with, um, before, before we close up, let me ask you one, one final question. And that is, if you could give coaches an idea of what is one first step you would recommend that they do to help clients pick the right team. Okay. What's the the first step?
1: Yeah. I think that it's really important to get to get an idea of their goals. You know, what is it that you want out of this? And what do you understand first? Like what areas really are overwhelming to you? Some people are really comfortable with the financials. They're like, Oh, I kind of understand that. So maybe they'll be okay in a, with someone specific or, or even without. And some people are like, I don't even, I don't even know what we have. So figure out where are their, their weakest areas okay, and then focus on developing that. But before that. that, even I would even say my biggest thing is make sure they want to get divorced in the first place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a really good point. Make sure you the know? decision is final. I always say is your decision final? Yeah, that's exactly. a good one. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> we have a couple minutes left and whenever we interview a fellow coach and, and bring them on to spotlight them. We have, um, we have a few questions that we like to ask. Is it okay if I kind of put you on the spot and ask you some questions? Yeah. All right. So what is the last thing you Googled?
1: Oh my gosh. The last thing I Googled, it was definitely work-related. I think it was like strategies for blended families. Like I am so in the, all the education zone. I'm not even very interesting at this point. (laughs) Hey,
0: Real is real. Real is real. Okay. Do you have a favorite
1: self-care activity? What's your go-to? You know, my self-care activity is actually saying no. Because I tend to be the whole saying yes to things I don't want to do, because first of all, I have FOMO. And second of all, I don't like letting people down. And then I, you know, I, my self-care routine is just to be mindful of my energy because I didn't used to do that in my past. And now I do that now. And so when I feel like, do I really want to do this or do I just really not want to do this? And it's not aligned with myself. That's my self-care is to start saying no, when I feel in my heart. This is not Mm -hmm. what I want to do.
0: Love that. Love that. Okay. And finally, do you have a motto that you live by? Uh, A few.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Definitely you know, I think when we know better, we do better. And Maya Angelou had said that it's all about learning. You know, we can't go into everything expecting to know everything, but we have to go in knowing that we can learn. And if we're open to learning, if we're open to being curious about even our own divorce situation, if we are not experiencing a great time with our ex-spouses, really look at what can I learn from this? How can I show up differently in this situation that might change how this goes? So for Mm. me, it's always like, and you don't know often, that you're doing something that you are. So when we know better, we do better. So how can we learn more about how we can show up differently? I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much
0: for coming on today. So for folks that are listening, do you want to Tell them where they can find you if they want to get in touch.
1: Yeah, you bet. I spend most of my time hanging over on Instagram. So you'll find me at Divorce Redefined. I'm also over on TikTok at the same at Divorce Redefined. Um, And that's pretty much where I spend most of my time on social. So come on over there. Love to see you.
0: (laughs) I follow you on social. Her videos are great, guys. You should go follow her. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening in today. We will be back next week with another topic to help you uh, maximize client impact and have some business success. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.